the intersection of ideas and action. This is Longitude Soundbites, where we bring innovative insights from around the world to you. This is Jaina. And Molly. Thanks for tuning in to Longitude Soundbites Extra, where Jaina and I share our observations and highlights of the latest Longitude Soundbite series. Jaina, I can't wait to present today's episode with our listeners. <laughs> Very witty, Molly. I definitely spent some time thinking about my own presence on our first extra episode we recorded last month, so I particularly enjoyed and learned a lot from the series number eight of the Longitude Soundbites. Yeah, it's been really great to test out this kind of conversational recap um, format uh, with these extra episodes, and now Mm -hmm. we're going to have another shot at it, and we can't wait to share our reflection and kind of summary of the great episodes of this series. I completely agree. I just want to reiterate like how proud I am of these extra episodes. Thanks to EPEC for reaching out and connecting me and Molly together. I couldn't stop listening to it, Molly. Like I was just so, (laughs) so proud. I just want to give a quick shout out that it is Molly who does the editing on um, this podcast that you're hearing right now. It's, it's a bit more of a mayhem than what you're, (laughs) what you might hear, but um, to also share, I felt more nervous than I'd like to admit to last time, Um, but also mostly irked. My tongue kept tripping over my new orthodox aligners I got put in. However, I will stop negatively evaluating myself now so I can be present. Woody as well, Jaina. Uh, plus, I see you're already using some tips Professor Janet Rarick shared with Longitude Fellow Shivatelli in the first episode of the Present series. Creating presence is a dynamic process where you choose to open up your attention to the here and now. It is important to let go of judgment and critical thought. Evaluating yourself or others takes you right out of the present moment. For any listeners intrigued by this process of creating presence, Janet beautifully narrates you through an exploration of the present in episode 61. Molly, can I safely presume you've had to have some experience with the Alexander Technique as a musician? I have had uh, quite a bit of uh, experience with the Alexander Technique, and I've actually worked with uh, Janet while I was at Rice uh, in Mm -hmm. some group settings. And yeah, and so um, Alexander Technique is a kind of overarching philosophy and one of the core tenets has to do with presence. And in her episode, she um, explores some of those introductory things about just noticing your weight in the chair, noticing the sounds around you and Mm -hmm. how you feel in your space. Um, And that can really bring you to the present moment, which is great for musicians, actors and dancers. Uh, which the Alexander Technique was initially designed for, but it's great for anyone because we all sit as humans, we all walk around as humans. Um, (laughs) And so that's what Janet was talking about there. That's a great point you bring up there, Molly. I feel like I've been sitting around a lot during this current time, um, especially finding myself constantly immersed in the virtual world for work, school, volunteering, you name it, even my social life. Uh, But surprisingly, one's presence can leave a resounding impact, or lack of, on the internet as well, um, as Fatmanur and Zara share in episode 64. In today's world, having a presence is perhaps one of the most critical success factors. Consider this, with the rise of technology and digital tools, there are so many more people competing for your attention that unless you have a presence, it is tough for you to be heard. Thankfully, Fatmanur also shares three ways to develop a presence with us, even in the rising of competition to be heard. Her foremost point is that we should all have a world view of our own, and with time, by fostering confidence in our thoughts and work, the better our presence will become. 
But I think building confidence is always easier said than done, Jaina. <laughs> How do you build confidence? That is a great question, Molly. And I think I actually utilize many different methods to build my confidence. However, these two points always seem to be present. Um, the first being, I try to stay true to myself. Now, while that sounds philosophical and fancy, it's, it's mainly because that's where I feel the most productive and efficient, since there's no extra step filtering through my thoughts, actions, um, to fit certain perceptions or ex expectations. Actually, um, I really love this idea of authenticity that Karen and Priya talk about in episode 62. To me, the word presence means being authentic, giving off that vibe so that others around you form an impression of you that matches your true self. This totally relates to the music and performing arts world too, because every single time we get on stage or do a rehearsal, we're just so transparent about um, our feelings for the music and our own experiences and how that comes through the music. Um, and so what was that second point you were talking about when building confidence, Jaina? Yeah, Molly, uh, practice is a really big one for me. I'm sure that's a familiar term to you um, and to athletes and students studying to all of us. But I dedicate time and energy to familiarize myself on the topic I'm aiming to build confidence around. So, for example, as a flutist, I aim to be able to play through any flute repertoire from memory, standing on a chair, balancing on one leg, and my eyes closed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all at once, before I feel confident enough to perform those works in public. Jaina and I are a little biased because we're both coming from a performing arts background, <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter if you're on stage or making an important pitch for your company or running a huge race. The versatility of presence and uh, how we prepare for presence is worth noting. I'm sure that everybody's preparation methods are different. For me, I can tell you um, my, my confidence came from my preparation. And that's, that's why I've had success because the same way I used to be about my own scholastic life and my own uh, athletic life is exactly what I pass on to my athletes now in theirs because it's, it's the one thing that I know that I can count on. If you have had great practices, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. You mentioned the versatility of presence, Molly, and Otto and Mari couldn't agree with you more in episode 66. I'm also so happy Otto talks about incorporating preparation in a multitude of fields because presence itself can be exemplified in a number of ways as well. And to share our last highlight of the present series, episode 63 featuring President Jim and Jesse perfectly sums up the applicability and importance of presence for everyone in the room, from students to Olympic athletes to even the president of IBM. And I'll take one example, though I think there are a lot of different circumstances where we can think about as leaders uh, how we model behaviors. And the CEO, who was an extraordinary, is an extraordinary person, was scribbling notes and scribbling notes and scribbling notes and asking questions. And... After he left, we were kind of continuing the conversation. And one of the bankers says, you know, that was really extraordinary to see him scribbling notes. And I was used to him doing that. So I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, you know, most senior leaders aren't willing to take notes like that because that conveys their things they don't know or things that they need to write down to remember. And, you know, I reflected on that and thought, well, that's kind of crazy because we're all trying to learn things. Jim's impactful story of the Delta CEO taking notes in a meeting following 9-11 shows us a simple yet resounding example of one's presence impacting others in the room. Something even as simple as just taking notes is a great reminder to us all that we can take control of our own presence and the way it affects the people around us. 
This takes us to the conclusion of the second Longitude Soundbites Extra episode. Molly and I hope that we've highlighted the versatility and multiple forms presence can present itself in our lives, and to remind you that the present series is full of exercises shared by our guest speakers and Longitude Fellows that you can try in the comfort of your own home. Thank you for joining us today. And we can't wait for you to tune into the next series, Longitude Soundbites Optimism.